How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast, and welcome to the epic conclusion of our Saw series ranked, our top 10 Saw films. We're ranking them from the worst up until the first, and I can't wait to conclude this episode with you guys. But before we go ahead and get started, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, please subscribe to my channel and turn on notifications so you know when new episodes of Buddy's House of Horror come out. And if you were to give this video a thumbs up and share it with a friend, help me spread the good word about the House of Horror. It's greatly appreciated. If you're listening to this over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribing to the show, leaving me a five-star rating and review, because all of that helps the show out a lot, and I really appreciate everything you guys do for the show. And with that, let's just get right to the show, so now let's get spooky. We're midway through the list. Yeah, wow, I'll top five. Um, I'm very curious to see where you go. Into the top five? I don't know, because I've been kind of a wild card. Well, you have too. Like, I don't think either of our lists have been too predictable. I don't think so. Um, For Saw 5, I actually have number four for Mm -hmm. Saw 5. Saw number five on the list is number four in the franchise. Um, Don't confuse them out there. Just some notes I have. Um, it was always, and I talked to you a little bit about this, Tobin Bell's always looked super fucking old in all these Facts. movies. Facts. Like, when I was, like, younger, I thought he was, like, 80 years old. And then rewatching this one in Saw 4, they say he's 52, and I was literally sitting there taken aback in 2023. I was like, there was no way he was fucking 52, mm. or supposed to be 52. No. Uh, 62, I'd maybe believe. Yeah. He looks like a man in his 60s. I'm sorry, you don't... Like, we've all known 50-some-year-olds in our lives. Yeah. They look older, but they look middle-aged. He literally looks decrepit. Yeah, he... (laughs) I mean, his hair is completely white. He's a few little yellow hang-arounds, like blonde hang-arounds. But he looks 62 to 65. Yeah. Soft 4 is where things really start to get convoluted. Um, for better or worse. Like, this is where it's first introduced, like, oh, he was married, and he was supposed to have a kid, and the kid was killed, and then it's the whole subplot where it's the first person he ever killed, like, originally, that Cecil guy. It's, like, showing that. Right, right. Um, which I like, but it's show... This is when we really started getting, like, so much information super quick. Um, which, still love the film. It's still in my top five. Um, just some other random notes I have is it's a big running joke with Miles and myself where every horror film that has like a coroner in it, they're always just like repulsive human beings just like eating like deli meat sandwiches over cut open bodies and stuff, which is not the case in Saw 5. They're very normal coroners, which I took a note on. Saw 4, you just Saw said, 4, I keep just, saying Saw 5 because it's my number 5. I keep saying... From this next segment, I'm saying Saw 4 if I accidentally say Saw 5. Very, very put-together coroners. Um, The coroner scene in this, I also really liked. It's essentially in black and white with some light blues, like, at the beginning. Yes, yes. And then the blood is just blood red, um, which is a great, like, contrast. Because the whole thing is just very flat background, and then you get that really big pop of color, which I loved. Um, again, like, as I said, um, it's a lot of backstory. Um, there's the guy that 
like the the rapist or whatever in the room that gets his limbs caught off. I put my notes. I'm not excited. I was like, like the abuser trap. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, this one has a good sort of like opening trap that actually ties into events that happen later in the film. Yes. Um, with like the see no evil, speak no evil guy. He does come back later into yes. the film. Um, this is the first time I put a note that the game is in this many locations. Like, you're actually being opened up into, like, the world surrounding, yeah. you know, Jigsaw and, and the Saw franchise. You're not just in one or two, like, desolate factory locations. This one, like, the trap is actually on the move. It's in apartments. It's in hotels. Uh, they're out on the street. They're driving around. I mean, you're really, there is some world building yeah. in this one. Yeah, it goes through a lot of different locations in it. Um, I lost my train of thought for a second. I'm sorry, I know. So, I was trying to not... I didn't... So, so th- this is this is another one of the films that makes you appreciate three more because it's taking place at the same, same time, time. And then you don't realize it until, like, the like film's the almost over. Ten minutes, yeah. Because then you see, like, whatever his name is, like, Jeff or whatever, he, like, has the confrontation with Strom. Strom yep. And you're like, oh, shit, all of this was taking place, like, within tandem of each other. Um... Of course, the Donnie Wahlberg kill is insane. Um, Can we the, say with, that's like top? You think it's top three in the series? I think that kill's phenomenal. It's top five for sure. I don't know if I can say top three at this particular moment because right, I haven't really thought right, about right, it. Right, right. No, but it's in the top tier of the kills. Um, Just to be able the way they shot that kill like the the frame and everything i mean it's just yeah still watching it to this day i watched it, i was like just <laughs> blown away you know yeah um the biggest detriment for me for this is because after and i've talked about this a lot after they killed him off in part three they're really get, grasping at straws with the characters that they do still have um because the main focus of this one is around characters that we either didn't really care that much about to begin with who've been in the other ones or mm. characters that we had assumed had been dead. I'll talk more about when I get there, but I never cared what was going on with Riggs. He was a minor okay. character in part two and in part three, he was almost non-existent as well. He's in one too. He's, he's also, in. Yeah. He, I mean, he's in, he's in, in the series up until this point, you know, but now he has reached main character status which, for me, like, at this point, it's, like, really, like, grasping out, okay, like, how can we continue to tie this in? Um, so I'm not incredibly interested with his story. I'd like to say this. I think if you look at Saw, if you look at the first four, because we're kind of, this is, like, I this kind of, four is, like, the epilogue. Mm-hmm. If you really look at the first three... You know, four is the after, right after Jigsaw dies. It kind of wraps up all, for the most part almost any loose end because imagine if you didn't bring his wife in for anything after and it was kind of like it was just giving that final bits of jigsaw's backstory of like why he became the killer it cleans up all the police and all that and then at the end spoiler again but yes hoffman's life hoffman's that really when i think about it now the series should have taken a year off and really wrote i would say almost another strong like plan out maybe a trilogy or or this or that i don't think it would have maybe i'm completely wrong because i'm not a film producer or anything like that but i don't think it would have ruined the series or anything like that but i think it would have given it you know 
you could that oh, that would have been really, out of yeah. out of any of the times that would have been the perfect time to take a break. Yeah, because it does. It's kind of a passing of the torch kind of film. Yes, because this is kind of the last of the traps that Jigsaw was hands on with yes. fully. Yes, and then after that, it's Hoffman. Yeah. Um. So this one really does bridge the gap. So if you would have taken a year off, or maybe that could have been the last film, really. No, that's right. Like, I mean. like it if you want, almost to. like a perfect Saw one through four, like. I mean, honestly, if they would have left it at that, it, it, for the most part, the series, like, for what it was, would have been pretty close to perfect, yeah. you know? Like I said, I really like the film. I really like the story elements of it. Um, there are parts of it that aren't as memorable. Um, like, again, like, uh, what's his name? Riggs's Trials is like, oh, you can't save everyone. Like, a lot of those traps, like, I just don't feel are as memorable, except for the rapist guy. Um... So that's why it would doesn't rank like as highly as some of the other ones that I have, but overall top five film. Um, I enjoy it quite a bit. I don't have as much to say about it until you add some more context when you talk about it wherever you have it. So my number five is Saw Three. Okay, so I have it just a little bit higher than you. But this is really one of those ones we talked about off air uh, before we started for a minute when we were getting ready. Um, you know, this is one where I'd give it like a quarter of a star better than maybe the ones surrounding it. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's like. It, 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 I mean, we kind of talked about it. I don't, uh, you know, quite a bit uh, in your ranking. Uh, get it at six, right? Am yeah, I had it. I had it just. I had it just blowing through these, so that's why yeah, I'm like, right, what are, yeah. yeah so six. we're pretty much on the same page here. I mean, it is hard to maybe rank this so much in the middle. I mean, the dead middle for me, basically for you as well. But if they would have maybe changed some stuff up for me like I've talked about before cut some of the Amanda stuff uh, maybe added a couple more interesting things in there really would have bumped it up to maybe even top three because this is really when you're getting I would say peak soft fandom right, right. I think I actually saw three is I had a, a note earlier of what but I think saw three overall is the highest grossing not with oh, inflation maybe. and yeah, stuff yeah, so I mean you're, at this point you've really hit a high note for the series. I mean, it's pretty much crossed into pop culture. Because the first stuff. one was still kind of indie. Second one is the one that really like took over by storm, and then the third one is like everyone's going to see this. Yeah, in theaters. yeah. This this became the event, which is like we talked about earlier. So funny that they fucking killed them <laughs> off when when it you know it was at its absolute peak. So, um. But yeah, I mean, not. I mean, not. I mean, I had my. What did I have for my notes? I'm gonna pull up my my cool guy letterbox screenshots. But I mean, I really. I, I, even though this is up there, it's like I respect it because it you know it does have a lot of the original formula and all the backstory on Jigsaw, and you're kind of seeing him coming to terms with the end of his life, even though he he's in another seventh or, well, he's not in Spiral, but otherwise than that, and you know, another six whatever some films in the series um but i think it's interesting to bring up that this early in any of the main franchises 
you know, it's the first time you really see maybe, you know, the main villain, like, die, or there's the thought of, like, death, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty ballsy to kill him three films in when it's not a trilogy, or wasn't possibly planned to be a trilogy, um, so they definitely took a big risk doing that. Yeah. Um, they probably, when by the time they got to Saw 6 or 7, were kicking themselves in the ass. Like, yeah. how the fuck are we going to, you know, do this? Especially when they're making these films in a year. They're like, holy fuck, we're idiots, you know? <laughs> Especially when Lionsgate, like, I can imagine some of the filmmakers think, all right, well, we're done with Saw and Lionsgate. It's like, no, we're going to do another one next year. They're just like, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure it was maddening, but... I like. I think the ending really brings the film up as a whole, like the ending tying together of like the husband and wife having to face each other. The kid, like I, I think, the last ten minutes uh, are really strong in this film, and yeah, yeah. probably honestly push it up there to being one of the better films. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate that there was a lot of bloat. This is this besides Saw Ten is the only time, in my opinion, that really has a lot of bloat that could actually be removed. And maybe make the film better. Yeah, I can I can definitely get that. Um, my number five. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll you got uh, some I'll reviews. See, I'll, I'll see, I think I got some good ones for this. I don't know. I'm I'm just letting the fans down. After they're gonna be like, please don't ever do this segment again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it'd be funny, but saw saw three. What do we have? What do we have for saw three? Watch through the one I don't have anything for. Well. Oh, I do. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I like this one. I remember a lot of times. You think that's bad? I got Jigsaw Starbucks order wrong once, and he cut off my fingers and toes <laughs> and shoved them up my ass. <laughs> Two and a half stars. Uh, but... I, I, I it's just funny, like seeing like these backlogged ones, because like obviously like Letterbox didn't exist when this came out. Yes. So like this is either someone's like rewatch or watching it for the first time, and they're just being like a smart ass. Because that's why it's hard with like the ones with like Jigsaw and Spiral. Like it's like too recent. Like you're not really yeah. getting like these yeah. fucking like sarcastic ones. It, it's there's another. Some people just need to remember you're not Jigsaw, bitch. Four and a half stars. Uh, just the, just the randomness of this shit, you know. I mean, I don't know. You can see some of the Amanda fandom and uh, from this one. I just don't get it. I don't. I just don't understand. She's not. Miles hates Amanda, least favorite character in any horror franchise. I like Hoffman more than I like Amanda. No, I love Hoffman. Yeah, oh, we Hoffman's didn't. We hilarious. didn't talk about this when we talked about Saw Ten. I physically popped when Hoffman showed up in the post credits. Like I left my chair. <laughs> I uh. I told you, I said, there's no way he's not in this. We didn't talk about it beforehand, but in my mind, like, going into this, I was like, there's no way Hoffman's not in this film, at least in, like, a short cameo. And when I got towards the end, I was like, he's definitely going to be in the credits or after. Like, I just knew, you just it was like, that's great. And as a fan, I'd rather see Hoffman than Amanda. But then you also realize how predictable the whole yeah. fucking film was, because you right. knew it was going to Like, it's yeah. kind of like, again, it's just me being a critical dick, you know, I mean... I should just enjoy some things is what I'm saying. But yeah. I loved when, when Hoffman was there at the end. I thought he still looked great. Like, looked very similar to how he did, you know, 10-plus years ago. Um, I'd like a random Hoffman fucking little sequel in between five yeah. or, you know, whatever. I mean, I think that they, they could have done that years ago, you know? Yeah. Or, or else, if they do another random, like, from the Book of Saw, like, have Hoffman, like, 
show up or I, I don't know do some sort of connective tissue I think that they could do something um, but now I'm, I'm I'm way the fuck off track well anyways that was that was Saw 3 which was my number 5 so, so we're on the my number, number 4 this is one like when I was looking at this earlier I could have put it higher but it felt like sacrilegious in a way also because I know Miles hates this one um but this top four is like very depending on my mood could go either I just way. Realized what it was. But it's for just... number four, coming in strong with Saw 3D, the okay. final chapter, okay. part seven. All right. I can acknowledge it's not good, but this is my personal list, and for entertainment value, for humor, I think that this is one of the better films in the franchise. And I promise I will go through this entire segment without making any Linkin Park jokes. <laughs> Rip. Because there could you could do a whole segment just on that. Um, but yes, Chester is in it. I'm actually surprised that he's only in that one scene or whatever. I'm surprised they like made him like a Nazi, like skinhead. Like yeah. you know, like don't wouldn't you think that would be bad press for Linkin Park? <laughs> I. But I. I I don't know. I feel like at that point, they had released their third album was already out or about to, or had just come out. I think a year before that, and they were like, I remember I took my girlfriend at the time because she liked Linkin Park to see them in Columbus, and this was like this was in between us living in Maryland and living in Pittsburgh, and the lineup was Linkin Park. Coed and Cambria and Chiodos. That'd be the hardest show that, of all time. And it was, and they played in the middle of the arena, like on the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was cool. I mean, it was a good, it was a very interesting time in music. You know, two thousand nine, almost two thousand ten, when things were about to flip into the new decade. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it kind of was a weird, like amalgamate. Am I, I'm not gonna say the word right. Amalgamation of like all the genres from the 2000s when I think about that. You have your, like, like, screamo, like, yeah, I hate, but, like, you know, the scene screamo. I know what you mean. Biggest band. You have Linkin Park that survived new metal and went on to be one of the biggest rock bands in the world. And you have Coheed and Cambria that went from, like, Warped Tour Darlings to being, like, yeah, yeah. Rush. You know, it's yeah. kind of, like, it's weird when I think back, when I think back on it. Uh, but I, anyways. I always associate the franchise with Linkin Park not just because of this film, but just because that is also, when I think of the mid-2000s, that is the band as yeah. well. Yeah. So they're just always very tight-knit for me, so it's just kind of icing on the cake that he's also in one of the films. Well, and let's be honest, a lot of the, you know, I was going to say earlier in the in the podcast, but the way the color palettes and a lot of the stuff were music videos I feel like very influenced some direction in film especially horror if we're being honest overall in the early mm -hmm. 2000s to mid 2000s you were seeing a lot of these bands like especially like with the rise of new metal like early on like 2000 2001 especially it was getting like peak new metal which I think influenced a lot of directors who were fans of these bands yeah, yeah. like you saw stuff like Disturbed with the Sickness like the blue green color palettes yeah, yeah. Like these, like you know, blown out, rusted out, like old factories, and all these, like kind of like weird shit that they were using, or bands like Slipknot and stuff like that. 
Because well, then you got Mushroom Head doing songs for Part Six, yeah, and the music yeah, video yeah, yeah, is yeah. like all like it's all very new metal coded. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all of this. well, I mean, you look at like you know fans like a park like oh these are the people to watch Saw, you know yeah. what I mean? It was kind of, and it's true. I knew a lot of people that it was hand in hand, you know. Um, but anyways. Continue. Anyway, that scene goes off, by the way. it That's one of the, the best parts in it because it's probably the most unwinnable trap in the series because he literally... That's he the gets one 30, 30 seconds. seconds and he has to rip his whole back off, rip his hands off, move like... it. I, I mean, you would have to be doing a different function every two seconds if you were not glued to a fucking leather, you yeah. know, car uh, chair. You know, I mean, it's unwinnable that's why i said it's a little bit of a parody because you know it's basically but it's like well they're nazis fucking let them die you know what i mean so it's four kills in one so like two of them are kind of cool two of them are lame because like she gets her head slammed with the wheel it tears the guy's jaw off so those are both hard one guy just gets hit with the car and then chester just goes through the windshield so those bot those last two are a little lame but those first body the body (laughs) double flies (laughs) like he flies like 10 feet out of it yeah um what you think about even I always thought about, oh, he hit that car, but was it hard enough to rip all that industrial super glue yeah. off his body to fly forward? Like, you know, just yeah, just me being a fucking overcritical asshole. But anyways, um, I think it does have some of the more memorable traps like this late on in the franchise. I can agree with that. Um, some of them are a little harsh. Like, I don't think the author's wife <laughs> needed to die yeah, in a yeah. fucking flame torture chamber. Um, when she really didn't do anything wrong, she her did, husband was a was a dick. <laughs> she did absolutely nothing, you know. I mean, it's that was a hard one to swallow, even <laughs> on the rewatch, where it just seemed so unnecessary. Like, I get um, it, but um, it just has so many things in this film that I love. Um, so hilarious. The main dude, what's his name? Like Sean Patrick Flannery, the dude yeah, from yeah. Boondock Saints yeah. or whatever such a dick yeah he's so fucking funny like there's the one scene where he has to pull the key out of the girl's stomach yeah and then like the whole thing is like she can't scream or she's gonna die and then he's like why wouldn't you just shut up you bitch and he's, yeah, he's like, like he's like you should just shut the fuck up and but just yeah he's just so and then he's like isn't one of the traps he's basically like crying and whining like it's just so he's just it's such so a, over the top it's so hilarious um, the bad throw he, he threw his key to his friend and it was just like, like when they're on the rooftop and he, it, yeah yeah well and too like it bounced I'm like I'm like he had it cupped why would it bounce so hard <laughs> off of him like it, does that dude have literally metal abs yeah, and it was yeah. like bouncing off like a kitchen countertop like uh, there's just so much in the film that's just like meme worthy um, of course, there's the iconic scene where two de-aged Jigsaw and show that it is a flashback. <laughs> you put him in the baggy hoodie and the backwards hat at the book signing, but he's, he looks more ancient than he has ever looked in the entire franchise in that scene. But it's supposed to be when he's the youngest. They, <laughs> like, they were just to... going off what the new metal kids were, were, uh, were doing because, honestly, my fucking... A neighbor still dresses like that, and he's fucking banging his head to drowning pool on Saturday nights. I can hear it blaring out of his place. But the thing that makes the film for me, and is why it ranks so highly, is because not only is it a Saw film, 
not only is like a saw like torture like what you would expect from a saw film not only is it a comedy just because of how ridiculous all of it is it turns into a straight up slasher at the end yeah and i am obsessed with it yeah hoffman goes full jason he goes he goes full terminator yeah like literally that whole segment is the hardest thing i have ever seen yeah (laughs) Well, I told you the turn. It, here's the flip side of the coin. Uh, yes, I'm being a little critical of the Saw series. I am. But we're doing a fucking podcast, and I'm rewatching some of these films for the first time in a decade plus. They haven't necessarily aged well. They are bad. Saw, Saw 3D is a, is a bad film, but... Am I not laughing and screaming when he when he randomly got a turret in a room and he just <laughs> it just pops out from like underneath a fucking clo- like cloth and blows a bunch of fucking cops away? No, it's fucking it's fucking hilarious. Uh, and I understand every me and Buddy are yin and yang on this. I understand completely why he likes it. I think he can kind of understand. If the audience could see the dopey ass smile on my face right now, talking yeah, about yeah, this yeah. movie, he loves it. I can see it. I, I'm actually I'm happy for you, my friend. I told my friend we were doing the podcast tonight when my 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 buddies Dylan Barker and in Pittsburgh, and he said his two favorite films in the Saw series are Saw One and Saw the Final Chapter. Hard. So I mean, I, I and, and I was like, wow, what a complete. If you want to talk about yin and yang of the Saw series, yin and yang, okay, I get that. Saw, but it was, you know, the kind of creepy horror thriller almost to a degree and, like, had these rules and things to where it got to at Saw 7 where uh, they're having dream sequences where there's a giant metal battering ram taking his wife and fucking coring her in half. So it's just like, I get it. I, I understand it, you know? Um... I need to cut myself off just for the sake of time because I could talk about the Hoffman rampage forever. Um, but, like, he kills, like, the amount of people that in an entire franchise, like, within the course of, like, ten minutes. Like, it's literally him just running through, slashing people in the fucking neck, using the dead body of someone he killed to gain access to another room. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, it's incredible. The last thing I will say about Saw 7, and I, I know you have some things, um... But out of seven films, all the build-up, just sort of like a final, like, closing. If you wanted to end the series, you finally get to see the reverse bear trap. After all of those films, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it finally true. goes off, and it's it's worth it, I guess. Like, it was worth the, the build-up to see it. I think that was the... If you would have ended the series there, that is the trap to end it on. So To kind of piggyback on what you just said... The last, and I said much earlier in the podcast, the last 15 minutes are great. Like, actually, like, great. I mean, like, you know, the dialogues about everything, they're kind of wrapping everything up. When Dr. Gordon comes back, and he is actually yeah. one of the, the, like, almost a hidden accomplice to a degree. And it all goes back to the original room where it all started. Uh, Gordon's there. He puts Hoffman there, like... They just kind of bring it all back around, full circle, and ends where it begins. And basically, I mean, besides, uh, obviously, you know, Dr. Gordon living and moving on, everything's tied up. You know what I mean? Like, he ties up Hoffman's loose ends, like, all that stuff. Um, Dr. Gordon, you know, 
basically did what Jigsaw wanted to do and set out at the end of his life. He gave him another shot at life. Dr. Gordon now is appreciative of life and not, I mean, in the brief moments that you see him, you know, and stuff like that, uh, he is a changed man. So it's kind of like, I I thought that that was like a nice touch, like really like as fucking stupid as, like I said, the 45 minutes, hours, stuff like they really do spend that last 15 so minutes and kind of just bring everything back around and really like, they really do tie it up. They don't leave like almost any loose ends for that final, you know, bit. Like, a lot of people thought, I mean, until we got Jigsaw, like, I would have thought they would have done, like, a remake or something before they did another sequel. Like, after the final chapter, like, we really thought, like, that was it. Yeah. So. It, to be honest, it, it it's a really good and nice way to end the series. I, you know, I still, I mean, I, I just. Number nine on Miles' list, a really great film to end the series. <laughs> I showed you why. If over half the film is, is fucking, like I said, almost a parody of what it started out to be. And and that's just me just being, you know, look, it's good that me and me and buddy have different opinions or else what we'd be like, Oh, that's great. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. We, yep. We enjoyed that. Like talking about the same things. Like, uh, I think I like the more serious aspects of, of the saw series, like the beginning when things are a little bit more cohesive there is a, you know, reason why Jigsaw is doing these things. Um, and then, obviously, I love the gore and I love the traps, too. But the traps are a little bit more methodical, a little more um, intentional for the character, for the person that he's been uh, shadowing and figuring out why they've done these things and yada, yada as compared to the end of the series where the traps are just fuck it let's get him in there they're bad people let's kill him <laughs> and and Hoffman's you know getting off on it um but I do I mean I you know that's just I I guess I shouldn't have to fucking explain myself why why I like what I like and why I don't like what I like but uh it's good for it's good for sake of discussion this list has been good so far I mean we've been all we've honestly been we've all, been all, all over, over the place, place which yeah. is probably probably the most all over the place we've been of any of the franchises we've done so far uh, probably yeah um so that was your number four well i feel like now well now that we're into the top four and three there's some that neither of us have talked about so inevitably it's gonna yes, be in the top yes three or four but that was the last like wild card that was yeah that was the that was a that was definitely i'm i guess i'm surprised that 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 one would be so high uh but I respect that. Let's see. I think I got a, some good ones for the letterbox ones. So let's see what I have for Saw 3D. God has abandoned us. Half star. <laughs> uh, it's harder to come out as a Saw 7 fan in 2023 than it is to be gay. Five stars. Uh, oh, wait. What was that? Oh. Worth it for Adam's dead body cameo. Two stars. Um, what else do I have here? Why does the woman on the TV in the bar look like she's made of old PlayStation graphics? <laughs> Which I'd have to go back and really hunt that down. But see, here's a here's a here's one. Okay, it says half star. Mind you, I actually read this. This is from this is from 2021. You live in a city where a serial killer named Jigsaw has committed 40 plus murders. 
You are married to someone who runs a self-help group for Jigsaw victims and who claims, who himself claims to have survived one of Jigsaw's death traps. You, finding yourself stuck inside a Jigsaw trap. Who's doing this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. The thing when you look, if you go back and watch, like, Saw the Final Chapter and just think about it, well, that's the problem. You don't, don't think. Exactly. You don't think while you're watching it. Yeah, I mean, the story within five minutes, you're just like, this is the dumbest fucking thing they've ever come up with. But I respect it, buddy. I'm glad that that was a nice wild card. I, with all of these franchises that we do and possibly will continue to do in the future, I like that we can have our guilty pleasure ones because that's what makes it great to talk about, you know? Yeah. All right. My number four... Uh, We're getting to the real deal here, guys. The real deal here. My number four is Saw 2. Okay. Um, Saw 2 for me is is one that stands out quite a bit when I was young. Um, I think it was one of the first films when I went to theaters where I actually like put a little like hype, like excitement on myself that I was going to see it. Because I had seen the first one in theaters, and I really thought it was something different, which it was, especially if you're young and you hadn't seen as much yet. And to be fair, there weren't a lot of films like Saw or the Saws before this. Mm-hmm. After that, with with the boom of straight to DVD films and stuff like that, there were so many imitators and so many things that looked similar and stuff like that. Um, but at the time, especially, you know, in the in the early 2000s coming off, you know, in the middle of like a remake boom and like the J-horror stuff, J-horror remakes as well, you know, there wasn't really much out there like the Saw. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, it kind of flipped the script and why it was so successful because people were kind of sick of what had been coming out the past few years. Um, but two, when I go back and I the, I've, I've watched two probably the most besides the original I would say uh, it hits a point where it's like in in the house like in the main you know main trap and I'm like oh it's got to be almost over right it's got to be over it just feels like it should be over and I look and there's 25 30 minutes left of the film I'm like oh really and it's like I acknowledge that it is one of the best films in the series uh, I really like like if I if I actually sat and had to look at like my notes and stuff here, I mean I tons of things I liked about it. Um, you know, the I like that this one's like a connecting, fully fleshed out story. You're starting to see some character depth with like, um, the police. You're starting to get to know them a little bit, which you'll get to know over yeah. the next couple films as well. Um. I will say that, like, uh, I guess I have some gripes in this, too, but it kind of becomes the blueprint for the Saw series. You know, none of the characters, really, in in the main, like, trap, none of them are likable, really. You know, these are ones where they just can't work together to save their fucking lives. I mean, it, you know, I I feel like it, again, sets the blueprint where they're a little bit more realistic like they actually talk like humans to a degree in this yeah. one you know um i will say one note and it's it's not a bad thing it's like 
Saw 2 to me looks like it came out like multiple years after the first one but I think it has the 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 factor of it has probably double or triple the budget of the right, first yeah, one yeah. where it just looks like a much sleeker much different production I know it is a different director it is different but it looks because I watched them back to back you know this time and it just yeah. looked, it's jarring visually like it, it it does look a lot different to me um I also put one note, and this is, again, I'm being a little bit critical, but it's like, I almost wish that this film would have started off with uh, Wahlberg's character walking with his son and almost not a trap, like maybe a little bit more of a slower intro, because the first right, one right. has one, and then have that that trap uh, right before they go into like the crime scene or do so, just kind of flip yeah, yeah. the order the first few minutes. That's just me nitpicking where I think that there are things in this where it's like definitely could have made this maybe the best Saw film for mm-hmm. me, for me, or like up there, you know what just I mean? Just like some sequencing. Just issues. some sequencing, yeah. stuff like that. And like I get, like you want to like grab the audience's attention like it, instantly. Yes. But yeah. then also you could take kind of like what the route they did with the original Saw or Saw 10 because they're yes. really the only ones that did this where it's actually building it as a story not we need to have a big moment before the opening credits yes yeah uh i think the saw 2 would have benefited that from that but saw 2 when i think of the series on a on a positive note like the needle pit trap and seeing that in theaters you know as a kid that was like i'll never forget that that's like a visually yeah. like i was talking about saw with, with someone Random the other week, and they brought up the needle pit. And I honestly think that that is, you know, you think of all these complex traps and the bear traps and all that, but really, I've talked to multiple people where the thing that stuck with them is seeing Amanda's character thrown into a fucking pit of needles yeah. because it's shocking. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, you thought maybe when you were watching it, like, oh, she'll slowly climb down in or whatever. And nah, they toss it, her. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, it's it's a straight up one of the first, I would say, evil moments of like humanity where there was like no regard for yeah, someone yeah. or stuff like that. I mean, it was very, very jarring. And a lot of times when I think about the soft franchise, I think of two images, you know, the bear trap and being thrown in the needle pit. Just like you know, like those are like yeah. I guess core memories for me. And both of the manas. As much as. I, I said I like Amanda as a means to an end. I don't like her as I'm on screen for half of a film. <laughs> Twi- in, two, yeah. in two films, now. yeah. Um, I will say Amanda's much more. She's a lot better in Saw Ten than she was in Saw Three. Yeah. Um, which again makes me not understand because her character acts completely different in Ten when she's supposed to be younger than she is in Three. It, it if you think about it, it gets all fucked up. But yeah. Uh, I like too. I just I just found over rewatches that again nostalgia the nostalgia's worn off for me for a little bit on two. And you know, as you'll see, I, I think I like a couple of other sequels a little bit more now. So uh, I'll wait to talk about Saw Two more really or, or hear, you know, kinda vibe off your thoughts when we get there. So that was that was my number four. So I, I think we're into the we're into the top we're three. The top I don't three. think I know we're into the top three. So I'm very curious because obviously there's limited options left. I'm curious if our number three is going to be the same, or if you have this as your number two because I can't imagine this being your number one, personally. 
although it is very good. For number three, I've got Saw Six. That's also what I have at number three. Was your number three? Okay. This is this the first one we had? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah first this one, is the first one that's been we both the, had same. the same. Okay, all right. So number three, we've got Saw Six. So out of all of the Saw sequels, this one is by far the one that I've seen the most. Okay. Saw Six. Okay. okay. Partially because came out in 2009 and it was released onto DVD a few months later, around when I was turning 18. So this was the first one I went to a store and was old enough to purchase. Oh, wow. Like, all the rest of them were, oh, someone's parents is, is going to rent it, someone's going to, you know, buy it for us or whatever. This was the first one that I bought. So this is the one that I watched constantly because it's the one that I had. It was the one that had just come out, like, released. Right, right. So I remember me and the, the girl I was with at the time would just watch it constantly. This is also the one with the Mushroom Head music video in it. Right. And coming right. up in Northeast Ohio, Mushroom Head's a little bit of a big deal around here. Especially, yeah, so, especially back, back, then. back then, you know. I mean, I went to school with some dudes who played with Mushroom Head multiple times and knew some of the members. Um, like, my band opened for Mushroom Head around this time, Yeah. Um, too. So, this film was, like, a big deal at the time for me. Um on top of that, it's just one of the better Saw films. I mean, we both have it as our number three. It, It's, again, now this is the guy that directed Saw 10. He, to me, he's just one of the better, if not probably the best director in the Saw series. I think that maybe Darren Lynn has a slightly better, like, he has, like, a visual flair, more of a visual yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. But this guy is probably, like... James Wan is a better director than him. But James Wan, when he made Saw, is probably not a better director than him as he's made Saw Since 6 the, and yeah, 10. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things that it was too early on in his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, that's starting to get into some technical aspects. I'm also not a director. This is just my opinion on, on the knowledge I do have and how I feel about film. Um... But anyways, it's, this is on... I guess it's both of us, so I guess we can kind of equally talk yeah, about yeah. this. Where are some more notes you have for six? Um, out of the... Like, out of the things that I like out of a Saw film, this is the one that does a lot of it the strongest. Like, I think this one has one of, if not the most memorable, besides Saw 7, so both from the same director, most memorable, like, opening segments, where they're <laughs> sawing each other's... Their, yeah, their body that. parts off yes, into the... Yes into the weights or whatever, like, that scene, like, is, like, burned into my brain. I, I put, first time, characters actually try to play the game with no hesitation. Yeah. They just get right, they're not crying, they're not whining, they're like... This is, yeah. This is it. And I think maybe that, too, is because, maybe this is in my head, but I think they understand right away, like, oh, fuck, this is Jigsaw. We're, we're saw track. Yeah, like now like in the world they live in jigsaw such a big deal they're like no we're gonna be dead if we don't do this like we have to fuck well because like this. in contrast with four which i know by default is in your top two um their opening trap is like somewhat similar but they don't know what's going on yeah. and one of the guys can't even see yeah so like there's a lot of confusion going on like this one straight down to business there's no fucking around 
the one dude's like super cocky because he's like, oh, I'm a fat guy. I'm going to chop off my stomach or whatever. Not realizing that this person's going to literally chop off. I can't remember if it's an arm or a leg. Chops off her whole fucking arm. Arm and throws it into the thing. Um, So just incredible opening moment um, from there. Um, Like I said, it's one of the ones I've watched the most. Um, you, you, I mean, you get to see, I put, you get to see Agent Strom's, like, mangled fucking body yeah, yeah. as they're opening up the, the end from five, which I thought was cool, because it's also, like, a very direct, we're seeing some great continuity from film yeah, yeah. film of this. Um, I love the, the, the whole main critique on the American healthcare system and what it's done to some people, and, like... It's still uh, very relevant today. It, it, it's <laughs> extremely relevant. I mean, look, he even tapped back into that... On yeah, Saw 10. On the newest one, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's very it's very relevant. Some, like, funny things I put was, like, a lot of the shit that Agent Perez does in this film is fucking <laughs> stupid, which, but it's, like, in a bit of a fun way. I'm not just, like, completely, but, like, uh, like, I put, Perez clearly sees that Hoffman has a human shield and fires her gun anyways. Like, yeah. just, like, dumb, like, stuff that, like, as a cop, like a trained police officer, uh, why would you do that? I also put she acts like she's never handled a gun before. It just, I liked Perez's character. Like, I actually thought she was, like, she had good facial expressions yeah, and some yeah. acting, but she just wasn't, like, you know, now as an adult, maybe I am looking at it a little too critical. Maybe I also looked at critical because we were doing a podcast. I actually wrote these notes as I was watching the film. Um, but you see little things like that. You're like, oh, she's she's actually one of the better actresses in the Saw series, but she can't handle a fucking gun to save her life. You know what I mean? Just little little nitpicky yeah. things. Um, what do you think about the Amanda tie-in? I loved it. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's a great, great, uh, like somewhat shocking plot point this late in the series. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I kind of feel like. Again, as I watch this, I feel like there's a lot of, like, recaps or little add-ins or tie-ins or tie-ups, like, tying up some more loose ends where do you think that they knew that the next they were going to make Saw 7 and it was going to be the last one? Because I feel like they were really heading towards that. Well, from what I heard is because, like, Saw 6 was, at the time, like, the lowest grossing. So, as a necessity, they knew 7 was going to be the last one. So I don't know if it was intentional going in. It's just because this one didn't make as much money. But I, it did seem like at that point they really are wrapping things up. Yeah. Or like maybe trying to enter another new era. Because yeah. like this is like midway through the Hoffman stuff. So I don't know if they were trying to do something different um, for the last one. Or if they really were trying to wrap it up with Seven. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I know But that, it kind of feels like it though. Yeah. Right? Towards the end. Even watching yeah. it now I got that. Like yeah. the impression. Um, some other things that I liked about it, um, like I said, I like the ones where the main characters are kind of, like, going through these trials. This is the first guy that, like, he deserves to be there. Yeah. Um, who's doing this, because, like, in part three, like, oh, yeah, he's mourning his, his son, he's kind of a dick to his wife, or, like, whatever. Like, this guy's a fucking dick. He's a total hypocrite, and all of his traps... Because, like, his whole thing is, like, he has this philosophy on who to give health care to. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you have to prioritize those that are um, young and healthy because it's more profitable. You can't give it to someone who's sick and dying because then it's whatever. They have, they have conditions. Like, Pre- they have pre-existing, pre-existing conditions. And then he's going through all these trials. 
and he's reacting 100% on emotion. He's not going with his morals. And so it makes it a good character to follow through all of this. And then when he gets it at the end, you're cheering. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, yes. we made it through the film with this guy, but we can't wait to see him fucking die. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he sucks. Um, and he's so pathetic through all yes. the things he's doing. Yes. There are some good traps in this. Like, I love that he has that, they call him, like, his sharks or whatever. He has that group of people that, like, find a lot of the stuff in the policies. Yeah, and yeah. the policies. I love that the trap is that he gets to choose which which ones of them live or die. Cause yeah. I just, there's just, like, some great attention to detail and, like, really building an overall cohesive story with Six. Like, this is the one where you watch it, you're like, oh, this is, like besides maybe the new one or one like oh this is like a cohesive thought like an yeah. actual thing i think that's why seven is possibly so jarring for me too because it's really hard for me to believe the guy that made six made seven right um like i get that but but that's just again me also because i have six so fucking high yeah and, seven and i have so seven low. so low and and ten so low yeah um but also I'd have to go back and look like who wrote these. You know, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. it's it's not. I, I feel like he does a good job in all three of the ones he's directed with what he's given. Yeah, I mean, so the main character's death is definitely in the top whatever deaths in the franchise when he gets the acid and he's literally yes, melting away. Yes, yes, that's really the only one that's like super stand out. Like all the rest are memorable, but there's nothing really that over the top. I mean, you have like. He's choosing between, like, the old lady and, like, the young guy who he's going to save. Yeah. And the roulette with the gun. Like, everything's, like, memorable. But, like, that last one, especially, like, when you get the twist where you think he's going to save his family, but it's actually the two people that are someone he denied health care to and they yes. choose if he lives or dies. Yes. Um, it's just a great twist and it kind of just, like, kind of bookends the whole story that they were telling. Um, did, did you... You know that there's a post credit scene in this yeah. one, right? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to make sure we talked about that well. Uh, do you want to talk about that now? I brought it up. Or, Go ahead. Um, Amanda whispers to the little girl from three. Don't trust the guy who saves you. Saves you, you yeah. I thought that that was super fucking cool that they did that at the time. Still now, like, it's just kind of like, because that was very much a, still, like, a little bit of a pre-post credits thing. I yeah, think Marvel yeah. done it once or twice. Right, right. But with like horror, it wasn't it's not a as much. common yeah. thing. Um, the thing is though, I guess later it's like, I get it, but I don't really know how that affects the rest of the series. It I doesn't really... Cool. Had they made more, like maybe it could have tied in a little better, yeah. but really it doesn't, because she never comes back. It's, like, it's just it's a like, nice little, like, Easter egg moment, you know what I mean? But, uh, but I, I mean, I, I love, I, I love Six. Uh, for me, this was, for me, really, on these rewatches, I'll say, uh, the top three, I mean, it was pretty damn close across the board. I mean, I yeah. really, I really like the top three. I mean, I think they're, yeah, they're good. They're all really good. Um, well, damn, you're on your number two because we're oh, tied with two. two. 
Uh, oh, 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 should we see if I need to use You got some letterbox. I got, I got the letterbox thing. For see, I don't know how, what, what do you think about this, buddy? You think this is, I think it's funny, but I don't know. Maybe it doesn't work for podcast form. I think it's funny. I think next year you need to come in with, with a little bit more organized. So, like, we have it kind of. Maybe just read some reviews, like, before we start, or maybe after the whole list is done. Just some, like, random ones yeah. or something, you know? Um,. I was trying, oh, John Kramer hates cops, politicians, insurance companies, rapists, racists, murderers, capitalism, abusers, cheaters, and we're the ones calling him the villain. Two and a half stars. I'm like, damn, let me think. This one, me, spends a whole runtime shitting on this movie. Movie ends. Me, fuck, these movies are so good. <laughs> that's literally you. Like, yeah. Uh, that, that that's me that's this podcast that I'm doing right now in a nutshell um I don't see if I have yeah these also aren't organized I put them in a, a folder in my phone that's just called saw yeah um I think that was the only main one I had I thought both those were pretty good oh wait I do have Best moment goes to the pound of flesh trap where the woman lifts her shirt up and realizes she has abs and can't cut anything off. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was that was. I'm not gonna. These other ones are long, but but saw six. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, you're number two, boss. So for number two, we have we have limited options left. Um, I won't talk like too much about it because I mean you talked about it a lot when you did yours. Um. But I just I'm a sucker for Saw Two. Um, it's what made the series iconic. Because like I said, the first one still kind of like this indie darling kind of thing. The second one is what turned it into a phenomenon. Yeah. Um, so many memorable moments in it. This is the one where you get everything you want in a Saw film in Saw Two. You get John Kramer actually alive doing things. Yeah. This is the first one where you're getting, you know, like the group of people doing the saw trap. Like in the first yes. one, it's the two guys. You get little glimpses of other things here and there. But this is the first one where, where Saw knew what its, its identity was and it ran with it for nine films after this. Um, it, the characters aren't the be- Well, Go ahead. No, no, no. You keep going. Like the characters going. aren't as memorable. The traps aren't as elaborate as they would get. But just something about the formula in this just, like, works. Um, I agree. I'd, I'd like to say, I know, as I talked about it, I think I was, obviously, I was a little bit harsh on this. I think this one, though, like, I really do want to say, like, I love Saw 2 uh, as well. I think that for me going back and rewatching these, again, I'm not shitting all over this. I think this is the one that, like, I understand everything you're saying. I completely understand. I agree with to a degree. I think this is the one that I probably over the years have had the most disappointment because my memory, like when I was young, I love this one so much. Mm-hmm. Now I don't as much, but I still have like a ton of love for this film. It, it does the right thing with a film sequel where it takes everything that, you know, made the first film work and amplifies it in the right ways the franchise wouldn't be able to exist and have the longevity without Saw 2. Cut you off a little bit, so... You, you, what else no, you're you good. I mean, 
it, I mean, it's just good. I mean, there's not as much to really, like, go into with it. Um, the One of the big things for me is, like, John Kramer gets a lot of screen time, not as essentially a dead body <laughs> laying yes, in a bed. Yes, yes. Um, in the first film, he's, like, completely unconscious for the majority of it. Like, this is one where you really see a lot of him, and... As soon as, like, the cops show up at his house, like, the audience doesn't know this, but he knows that he has them. Yeah. Like, immediately. Because he yeah. knows that Donnie Wahlberg's this hothead. He's not going to listen. His son's right there in the fucking room, and all he has to do is wait. That's the big thing. That's This is the one that really has the balls-to-the-walls twist where, like, with the dialogue and the things they pepper in when you really go back in the rewatches where it's like damn they really get you you know yeah. he is in the room i mean you really have that like oh because the leave, first you know? one the twist kind of comes out of like nowhere because you don't expect it and like there's not these scenes with him like this is the like had you listened to the rules you would have gotten through this exactly um it's insane that saw 10 takes place before this but okay it's that the, don't think if you think about Saw 10 more and more and the things that they did in it you'd be like wow this, this really wasn't wasn't good um, but this is the one I have speaking of the letterbox reviews where it says this happened to my friends a few years ago five stars <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, um, just the fact that it was all pre-recorded is iconic yes um, there's just so many like I could just go on and on about it but just like everything that made saw what it was came from this one not necessarily the first one um yeah this is probably the one i've seen besides six the one i've seen the most out of the sequels like okay. by far and the one that like i recommend to people is like oh like I, I, I don't know where to start with the saw films it's like well the first one's a little different but saw 2 is really what made saw what it was so yeah i uh i have a saw 2 shirt so I can't say that I don't. I mean, I want people to realize, like, I put it at what, number four? four. Still, it's, you know, and in the Blasphemous past... Blasphemous number four. It would have been in the, t you know, maybe top three, but just my opinions and stuff and my interests have changed a little bit. Much to the to maybe, like I was trying to say, the disappointment of a young Miles, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, but, all right, man. Number The number, uh, number, number two. two spot. Number two for me, saw four. Uh, and if you would have said this years ago, I would have been like, no, I don't know. I mean, I always really liked four. I always, I always knew I liked four more than three <laughs> from even, from even early on. Um, four does, as I talked about it earlier, it feels like an epilogue. It feels like it's really wrapping up what I would call like the original story, the original, I don't want to say timeline, uh, cause saw hasn't been retconned all the fuck like every other series on the planet um but i personally as i let me flip over my notes here i personally really liked Riggs. Riggs is there yeah i thought that his story was like of the cops the most like believable where it's like this dude is just like i guess it kind of falls into the tropes you hear about like serial killers stuff like a cop chasing or an fbi agent chasing him where he gets so obsessed with the chase yeah, yeah. and trying trying to 
capture him and put an end to all this chaos that a lot of other things fall by the wayside for better or worse and even maybe they'll make some choices they might not later be comfortable with because of their obsession with trying to figure this out yeah trying to solve this um obviously we talked about they introduced jill which really for me if you didn't have jill especially as the later sequels we just talked about six like it would really be hard for hoffman to have a lot of motivation and be able to continue to do some of the things he does like he really needed that yeah little bit of a not a hero but some kind of foil some kind of interest and able to keep going and further the background story like i would say i guess the main force of saw like whoever the killer is who right. making the traps and stuff um I, I again like I mentioned earlier I like this is kind of like the it's like world building and some much bigger locations we yeah. talked about the ice trap um, I like the revealing of Hoffman as another accomplice even though they kind of do that early I feel like you kind of know like early in the it, when, when I rewatch I'm like oh you can kind of tell it's going to be Hoffman it's hard to tell because it also could us be like jaded to the whole thing it's true I don't know I love that this took place the three and four take play, took place at the same time I love the way they wrapped it up. Um, I, I don't know. We talked about it earlier. I, mean, I, I personally... It's just crazy, like, looking back at it. Like, when you're watching Saw 4, that, like, Jigsaw was alive that whole time. Because, like, I yeah. feel like a lot of people... Because, like, the film opens with his autopsy. Okay, and, so, like, yeah. when you get the twist that it was happening, like, in tandem, like... I feel like a lot of people, like, genuinely didn't expect that. No, no. I And I still think that, beside, like, you talk about, for your number two, where he was being honest, you just have to sit there and talk to him and get your kid back. This was another one where three's twist was good, but it wasn't so much of a wow compared to two, where, like, four when I got to the end and yeah, they, were, yeah. they were unveiling everything over the last ten minutes I was just like oh shit like wow fuck you know like I don't think really and maybe that's why it's both of our number twos I don't think the twists ever get better for me personally than Saw 2 and Saw 4 right yeah, I yeah. mean those are really the ones where it's like they really put a lot of thought into yeah, like yeah. all the dialogue through the film where they were going where they were building um that you just don't even as good as six is six is very satisfying as a great ending but it besides you know like you said the, them not being it's his not family a, it's not a huge twist that affects the overall story yes it's a twist within its own story that it's telling but it's not affecting the rest of the series yes um i mean i just again on the on, on the rewatch of rewatching this four was one of the ones I was most excited to rewatch because I just always had you know if you'd ask me you know four I'd say like oh probably like I the thing is I always even going into this I was like in my mind I'm like the even sequels are all really good yeah two four six you know I mean it's funny because you brought up Halloweenies earlier but they had they haven't done a full Saw series thing they said they won't because how bad this films are (laughs) but they said the like the they rewatched them a couple of them a couple of the guys on there rewatched yeah. them during the pandemic where they just binged all of them. Yeah. They love Hoffman by the way, they're big Hoffman <laughs> fans. But they said like it's crazy how they even they felt like the even sequels were so good and then the odd it was just like a strange yeah. 
for them too. So I didn't feel alone in that in that aspect, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I just on these rewatch, I just really love love Saw Four. I mean, I think too. I liked Riggs's character more than I liked Donnie Wahlberg's because going back and, and rewatching, like he's just constantly saying the most, like, like it sounds like Rob Zombie wrote him in some lines. He's like, <laughs> you know, it's like so much to the point where I'm like, this guy's a detective. Like, you know, I get the hard boiled little rough around the edges, yeah. maybe smoking cigarettes detective, but like there were whole fucking dialogue points that were just like, just awful. And I felt like Riggs was a little bit more of, like, grounded, leveled. His dialogue felt real. He had the moment in the beginning of 4 where he's going home and his wife is, like, basically, like, I'm not coming back to you. Like, you need yeah. to choose this or that. Like, it just felt... I just like the way that the, the story was, especially on rewatch, of, like, I felt like this was could be the most practical... I don't know, soft film, if that makes sense, like with the characters. Yeah. They felt real. They felt lived in. The world felt lived in. It felt real. Um, but I'm going to do my letterbox thing for, for the second to last time. Uh, and then we all, I think we all kind of figured out what number one is. Yeah, right? process uh, of elimination. Well, I don't think, at least for me, I think the audience would probably guess what my favorite soft film would be. But... Uh, Watching the J-Man's cock and balls in the first five minutes makes this one an instant three stars. I was going to talk about that, how I, how I forgot that you see Jigsaw's ball sack and dick in, in, in the beginning of part four when he's just on there. And I'm just like, oh, they really like, oh, I forgot that they just like, oh, we're just going to show, show his nutsack in this. Um, what was another good one? I, oh, I got a lot for these. <laughs> Hello, Detective Hoffman. If you're hearing this, then... <laughs> You found the tape inside my stomach. In front of you are my cock and balls, which are set to explode in 60 seconds unless you can cut out the bomb and deactivate it. Is it in the left testicle or the right testicle? Live or die, Hoffman. Make your choice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, just, just, just shit like that. Uh, did I, have, I think I had even fucking more. I don't know. There were some good ones for, for four. Uh, I'm probably won't go into any more for the sake of, sake of the podcast because I could probably be here for a while. But uh, but should we talk about our the second time that uh, in the podcast this podcast that our we have the same ranking? Oh, and within this podcast, yes, yeah, so yeah. within this. But uh, this is the third. This is out of four, three out of the four rankings we've done. We've had the same number one. The it's only one true. that was different was Halloween. Yeah. But obviously, the original Saw is the best one. It's the best one. I mean, there's no... I mean, there's just, there's just no like, what do you even it. say? Like, I don't even know what to say when we're at number one. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like when we did... I know it was a big shocker in Halloween where I love Halloween 2 uh, a little bit more. And that's probably the, the biggest shocker in any of these podcasts. But, but you can also admit Halloween 2 is God tier. I mean, I mean, you know, Halloween two is another five star classic. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like Halloween two is five stars. Halloween the original is five and a half. Is there if the, that's the fine, first I like Dave just, Meltzer uh, like uh, broke his own oh, rating right. system? Bro, fucking your boy Edge debuted uh, no, in right? AEW. Oh, right. well, we can, we well, can't talk about that. Uh, in yeah, the yeah. Anyways, uh, in the middle. There you go. We're dating this well. We'll see. We'll see. Like if anything crazy happens when I go back and re-listen to this podcast, if uh, you know, 
Uh, While this is on my brain, just one quick sidebar. We we watched Scream 4 the other day. Cat, you're identical. That fucking kid in the movie with the long hair. Oh, really? I don't want to reveal anything about Saw 4. Scream 4. You Scream just said 4. Saw Scream we're, 4. We're all, we're all. You know what I'm talking. It, Either way. It's getting late, kids. It's we, getting real late. It's getting late. Uh, no more sidebars. Um, the original Saw is the best we, one. We got, it, there's just not... I mean, what do you say? I mean, I, I said it earlier a couple times. It's iconic. I mean, it's so iconic that the MTV Movie Awards... Didn't they do, like, a whole, like, spoof parody intro to start, start oh, like, maybe, the year yeah, after? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Saw in the 2000s was like what the slashers did in the 80s. I mean it it literally became for for a brief, maybe a little bit more brief amount of time, but you know, Billy the puppet who okay, we've got through the whole fucking podcast if and we not didn't talk about Billy one. once. I was going to mention him earlier in Jigsaw because I like the Billy the puppet with the longer hair and the glowing eyes. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's cool. But I was we didn't get the we didn't talk about Billy once. And let's be honest, this is the like the first like killer whatever you know like freddy iconic you can put him on all sorts of shirts different all things no offense no one's probably gonna well now they will but maybe a backwards hat wearing john kramer and a t-shirt that just says saw probably not gonna be the freshest merch or at least not when it came out so you had to have something iconic to sell some fucking merch it is it is billy the puppet is fucking It's crazy. It's awesome. It's you. You go back and watch it. You're like, what the fuck is this fucking <laughs> yeah. thing? You yeah. Know? I mean, uh, but saw one. I mean, visually, I it, it just looked like I said. It just looks there. It looks like the dirty, grimy, independent film that it is. I did listen to a podcast on Saw One recently. It's weird because. I guess they were trying for a few years to get it made. Like, they had to actually make, like, a short film. Right, right. To even, like, because there were people like, oh, we're interested, and then they weren't interested and stuff. And it was kind of a whole process for them to actually get Saw made. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into every detail on this. Um, there are a couple good podcasts on the original Saw, you know, which I think think are interesting, especially because it kind of really did launch the careers of like multiple filmmakers and and right, right. obviously, I mean, not even just um, James Wan or or uh, Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell. I mean, it's I mean the rest of the the dudes who went on to do direct and edit yeah. all these Saw films. I mean, it yeah. really, um, it really left a whole legacy. And and to be honest. Um, outside of like, I know New Line kind of did this with Nightmare on Elm Street, where they had people to continue to work on things and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like, not to the extent of Saw, where they really kept it like a family, mm-hmm. almost production for for its nineteen year entirety run. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's crazy, but could still be going. We don't know. It, Maybe it might. What do you, I mean? What do you, what uh, what are your so, feelings about the original Saw at the time? I mean, of course, it's easy to look at it with, like, glossy eyes, like, after seeing all these. No one saw that fucking twist coming. No. At the time. No. Um, it's just, it's great in its simplicity. It's essentially, I feel like it's even, like, hard to say that because it's not just the two guys in the room. There's a lot more going on besides that. Um, but essentially, it's just the two dudes in a room. 
You got some stuff going on. Danny Glover's great in it. For a while, you do think that he could be the killer. Yeah. Um, is everything... There's a lot of attention to detail and meticulous detail and how it unfolds in layers throughout the film that a lot of the films after try to recreate that moment, those moments, but they just don't have it. You know what I mean? Like everything it feels like in the original Saw was done for a purpose. Right. It was very like the script, the dialogue, the way they layered in, you know, family members or everything just felt like it had a purpose and it didn't feel like they were rushing to get a film out or rushing to get to yeah. a gore. Like everything was just all the scenes had room to breathe. It wasn't, you know, all breakneck editing and all this stuff. You know, you, they gave you more time to see the initial traps that they had. I mean, it really... It just rules, you know? I mean, I, 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 I can't... It just rules. I, I still only give this film, speaking of letter accents, four stars. It's in my top 100 films of all time. Uh, I think that there are a lot of things, if you look, that are like... These guys both went on to have way better careers and, and way more direct even... Direct and, and write things that are are better basically than saw but none of them will ever as, be as iconic or entertaining or hold a place i mean it was a moment in time i think especially to like i talked about earlier you know we were remaking ideas from the 80s because in 20 years somehow everybody ran out of a fucking good idea to profit on in the mainstream we were not only remaking stuff in the 80s they were buying film properties of films that came out two years ago in other countries and making Americanized versions of them because for some reason they couldn't think of anything. they were so devoid of any original idea or thought um, it, it was definitely a, it, a it, low point it changed like I mean like we said it changed the genre of horror immediately after that um, and yeah they would have quote unquote maybe more like profitable films and stuff that might be... Like, nothing will ever be as well-known as this for them. No. I mean, even... Because, like, Lee Winnell is, like, an actor, too. Like, yeah, he, like, wrote and starred in Insidious. Well, I mean, he's not, like, a main character. But, like, everyone's gonna think of him in that fucking bathroom. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's never... Like... James Wan with The Conjuring Universe. Some of the... I mean, there, there's there's some things, but, but everyone, like you said, they're gonna go back and be like, oh, it's a dude that did fucking song. I mean, just like John Carpenter. Like, yeah, he did the fucking thing. Everyone's gonna know him for Halloween. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about the theme song at all. Also, instantly iconic. Just, and that's the biggest thing too. If you want, it just had everything. It, that yeah, that you already knew what I was getting at. The reason why a lot of these horror films or things don't stick, why they can't become franchises, is it takes multiple puzzle pieces to make something iconic yeah, puzzle and make pieces something just like work. Jigsaw. Exactly. Yeah. All of the main big horror franchises from the past had an excellent iconic score that got stuck in your head. Or let's say in the case of Psycho, people that have never seen it know the re 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 yeah. with an 
they have things that make them stick out and stick in your your conscious and subconscious immediately. You hear of not even horror fans of just the general, general public knows the psycho theme. Yes. Knows I mean they'll probably call Billy the Puppet Jigsaw, but yes. they've seen it. They know yes. what it is. <laughs> but you know the bum 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 you know yeah. like, i mean i can do that right now and it, you know it's like, well, like everyone knows what it is yeah. i can't do that for you know there's probably five franchises i can tell you the score like aspect of the score stuff like that i love music but like you know i, I can't do all the score to let's say indiana jones or something like that you know i'm, I'm just using an example but it's like they had the iconic music, which also in modern horror is something I think is missing. Horror scores and stuff nowadays yeah, are yeah. fucking shit. I'm, I mean, they're they're just blah. Uh, had the gore, had the unique way of killing. Because before this, a lot of a lot of horror films, it's being stabbed or slashed yeah, or yeah. something like. This was like a whole trap. I mean, it's a trap. Yeah. Uh, had Billy the puppet had the look it had its own visual identity again at the time even if it didn't age certain things didn't age well i think saw one is aged great actually compared to the other ones um again the dialogue even though at times i know it's bad or i know it's not the best it's still light years better than half the sequels yeah they sound more like human beings still yeah um i don't know i mean I i mean it just started so much for pop culture for not even like in film just in general like haunted houses are huge a lot of them are based off of saw escape rooms that's what i was gonna escape rooms almost owe their entirety of their business model to the saw franchise especially the first one especially the first one um it's just done so much for the industry um i'm thankful that i was able to watch these as they were like at their peak, because um, like I said, I mean it's it's awesome to go and rewatch the original Halloween's or Nightmare on Elm Streets or whatever. But like we weren't there, yeah. like we were there for this. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's just unique because like as I said at the beginning, like I don't know if we'll ever get that again. Well, these two like now is something that we didn't talk about. It's like streaming, uh, on demand, all these things like. When these came out, you, and this was even, I know you talked about home video, but this was even home video was like sometimes waiting four to six months right. before they released the mm-hmm. DVD. So if you wanted to fucking see this thing, you had to fucking take your ass to the theater. I mean, for months, unless you'll see it half yeah. a year later. Yeah. Um, so when I would go to these, these things, like I saw them all opening weekends, most of the time it was asses and seats every fucking row right. was full you know i mean it, it it really was something that now with the business model and stuff like that it'll probably be never be recreated again i mean i for an example not a big box office guy but i read i read the thing or whatever a little article so saw did saw 10 did like 18 million in America opening weekend which in comparison Saw 1 when it was unknown did like 18.5 so Saw Saw 10 did less than the original with half you know let's say 
not even half the 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 market or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about it this way: half the people with inflation, or maybe sixty percent of the people, aren't aren't going, you know, either aren't going to the theater or this or that. Because you got to think, it made that money back when tickets were five dollars a piece. Now tickets are ten to twelve dollars on average. Uh, so again, I mean, half those theaters were what? I mean, they were they were half full. Um, so I just think the business model has changed. I know I'm getting off on a tangent, but the business model changed so much that, like you said, and I was thinking about this a lot when we were talking, there probably just will never be another franchise like this, or for, especially like with a with a pop culture phenomenon. Uh, you know, or even not even a paranormal activity because the business model again affected stuff like that. Things have just changed so much, you know. Yeah, it's insane. Um, um, I'm glad we were here for it. Um, do you have any reviews for the original sauce? I think I got a. I think I have a few. Um, if you turn it off before the ending, then Adam is okay. Five stars. <laughs> This is what no pussy does to a motherfucker. Four stars. Let's see what else I got. I, I screenshot multiple. While Miles is doing this, I will just thank the audience for sticking through the episode. If you guys haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Um, leave us a rating and a review if it allows you to do so. You got one for us? Yeah, but this person's wrong because they're a fucking idiot. So they're like, I mean, yeah, if I woke up in a shitty bathroom next to the dude who directed Aquaman, I'd saw my own leg off too. Didn't even He's know who James Wan. Yeah, I say yeah. James Wan. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people are, are fetishizing uh, Adam and Amanda online. So I feel like that's where a lot of like I noticed that there are a couple other ones. Oh, here's a good one. This is this is I mentioned this earlier. What if you turned a drowning pool album into a movie? Two Art. stars. I mean, hey, it should be more than two stars. But, uh, anyways, I think that, I think, what if he turned a drowning pool into a movie? That is, speaks uh, loads of, of, of what was going on at the time. So I don't think I'm going to read any more after that. Um, it's, ni- it's nice to know immediately after this film, within the franchise, in Saw 10. And what, like, what year is this supposed to be? Like, 2003? Got a big-ass fucking flat-screen TV, nice um, security system. Goddamn. It, it, it's, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the more you talk about Saw 10, I, it'll end up being the, the lowest on my list, you know. I, I have some controversial ideas, so I don't want, you know. Go, apparently, I mean... It got well. It got it got beat out by Paw Patrol this weekend. So I mean, that was the number one film in America. Was Paw Patrol well, the people, mighty movie? Well, people were doing the uh, the Saw Patrol double feature, like they were doing Barmanheimer. Oh, were they? Is that is that some re- pe- some people were? Oh my god! But then everyone else was also bringing their kids to Paw Patrol. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ! My cat sneezing. Um, um, I I mean I'm I'm glad that we took the time to do this. Uh. It was really great going back and revisiting the series. It's been, you know, in, in some of these Spiral and and Satan, you know, first first time watches. So it was kind of cool because it was like something new. Um, 
buddies watching his cat. We have like multiple animals moving around during this. We're trying to make sure that they're all safe and all okay as as we're trying to do this. Half of this was recording a podcast. Half of it was taking care of animals. It's true. It's <laughs> true. Um, uh, so if we space out a little bit at times, that's exactly what you, it's exactly. Well, if you listen to one of my other episodes, Binky was literally chewing on my screen during it, and I had oh. to stop the podcast and remove Jesus him. Christ. Um, but yeah, on that note, um, we'll wrap this thing up again. Miles is going to be on some episodes coming up soon. Just some more laid back discussions. And I still want to get you on for some more. Uh, we got to do our follow up for, uh, three films that have gotten worse over time. Yes. We got to do that soon too. Yes, we should. We um, should do but that. we'll, but we'll leave some of the episodes that we're going to do up, uh, to mystery. Um, so miles, you got anything else to say to the people at home? Uh, this is the first one that I won't go into my personal life too. I think it's the first one I've done also completely sober. So if I'm, you know, uh, maybe I sound better. Maybe I sound more boring. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, I don't know. Just if you made it this far into the podcast, <laughs> thank you for listening. You know, we actually spent some time, handwriting notes and going over things i think a lot of it didn't make it to the podcast but that's okay because for fuck's sake it would be a uh you know four hour podcast we actually i think we did okay on this comparing what we had to get through we did okay with this one we'll have to see the final count it might still be a two-parter i'm not sure um but yeah i know we definitely made some good time on this just kind of staying more focused than normal (laughs) I, i think too uh, again, I won't try to pad the runtime too much here, but I think this one too, it's like the other three, even though I know you said you got into Friday the 13th, you know, you appreciate them a little bit more later in life. They weren't as close as yeah, like yeah. Nightmare and stuff, but like, you know, growing up, we saw at least one or two of the films in each of those other series at a much younger age and maybe more of yeah, a, yeah. like a true impact on our overall, maybe like, fondness of horror or the culture stuff these were like our first experiences maybe as coming into adulthood or coming of yeah, age yeah. where you know we have it, it it's like a different kind of memory for us different kind yeah. of experience you know um and just like the whole thing like people talking about at saw at school and stuff like you didn't really get yeah. like the only crazy people that were talking about like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and stuff at school were like us and like our friends, but yeah. literally everyone's talking about Saw. Yeah, and us. I mean, being multiple years apart. I mean, even when I was in school, spoiler to 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 about mid or about Jared as he's on. Jared, when I first met him, didn't even really like horror. He yeah. liked Halloween. He didn't like anything else. You know, I mean, he really didn't get into like. Saw actually was was a big gateway for him because I a lot of those times I was in theaters. Me and Jared saw multiple Saw films in theaters together, opening yeah. weekend or opening night. So I mean, Saw for like my like grade and my immediate friends kind of was gateway horror for them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, you know, so um, and I'm not gonna say at that point I at the age of 15 I had seen everything under the right. under the sun either. So I mean, it it really just continued my interest. Um, and kept, you know, got me down a road to seeing a lot more, I'd say graphic, gory, you know, maybe some more independent stuff. Um, but well, we'll see if, uh, we'll see if we can, we can make it a fifth year and a 
fifth franchise. Yeah. Do you, uh, you have anything in mind? You want to smell the pie? You think you, you got something? I don't have anything in mind. We'll have to discuss it. I can jokingly say paranormal activity, but. <laughs> I, I think that, I think I'll give in one of these days and we'll do it. I don't know. It might have to involve Jared on that as well. Uh, even though you, I might have to just get fucked up again to, to handle that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sobriety hinges on uh, on Jared uh, not doing any podcast with Jared. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love him. He knows this. Uh, congratulations, everything in his life too. I, I definitely will do a podcast with him again one day. I think that the paranormal activity one will be will be the one. <laughs> I mean, he, you and him again. I know we're going off, but you and him have. Much more fondness for the film, I, for the series. I have a fondness for like two films in the series, but I, but I'd yeah. like to go back and rewatch them. But yeah. but we'll see. We'll see what next year brings, right? Yeah. Hopefully, we live that long, right? Hopefully. You never, you, you yep. never know. I mean, yep. knock on wood. Cheers to that. <laughs> um, thanks for coming on, Miles. Thanks for everyone Thank for. You again. Thanks for everyone for listening, and yeah, and we will see you in another episode of Buddy's House of Horror coming very soon. But that's about it for this time, you guys. I hope you enjoyed the conclusion to our Saw series ranked. If you guys haven't already, I want to remind you again to please subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to the show, leaving me a rating, a review, sharing the show with your friends. It helps out a lot. And with that, I will see you guys back here again very, very soon for another episode of Buddy's House of Horror. So take care and stay spooky.